Hello and welcome back to It's Symbolic, where we look at something and just wonder, why? Just why? I'm Jacob Savage. I'm Ben. And I'm not Mir. And... No, you're yes. not. Did we use that? Did we use that gag when we had Matthew on? I don't remember. Oh, God, I think we did. <laughs> oh no, oh, think no. of a different gag. All right, should we start over? Have I ruined it? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, your, what your have you first got? sentence, and you ruined everything. That's my God job, <laughs> Jacob. That's why I'm here. You didn't bring me here to be good. <laughs> Sorry, we already have me for that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Mir is busy with college finals and the like, so we have brought on a guest. If you would like to introduce uh, yourself, said right, guest. Or it can just be a mystery this whole time. That's fun too. <laughs> I am supposed to talk now. Okay, I was waiting, just in case. I didn't want to I didn't want to read again, but it looks like we're two for two. This is your time. Hi, I'm Mandy. This is your time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, everyone, welcome Mandy. She will be with us for a couple of episodes. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My condolences. Which actually seems to be the overlying mentality. Of everything of I've come covered. across. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything I've come across regarding today's mm-hmm. subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. well, like, we have Mandy on today, because she is just such an... She is an expert on uh, magic and sleight of hand. Oh, God, I wish. Yes, all of that. Is uh, that right? Being That's right. overly abrasive oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and libertarianism. <Sure. laughs> yeah. Objectivism. Yeah, question everything. Atheism. The government is lying to you. Magic isn't real, but I'm gonna Anyways. do it anyway. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> In case you haven't managed to piece it together, today we will be talking about that unreleased Sega CD artifact, Pet and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors. <laughs> I'm, it's a game that I'm not talking about. What a what a what a concept. Yeah. Why why am I not talking about it again? I don't even remember. I honestly thought you were going to talk about it, but <laughs> Okay. We we just didn't have that discussion, I guess. I guess not. But I think we I all don't... researched it, so I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean You know who Penn and Teller are, don't you? I didn't until a couple years ago, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the, that's the guy with, like, the, the, the fucking ponytail. And uh, yeah. it wasn't until there was a point uh, a couple years ago when I heard their name brought up, just in the context of, like, magicians, I think. And then I Googled their name, and one of the first images was, like, a promo image of uh, Penn uh, inflating Teller with, a like, a, an air tank and hose. And I was like, hmm, oh, nah, I'm good. Lovely. And then I closed out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good. Glad to know that that exists. <laughs> God. I... Yeah, I like Pen and Teller. I feel like you followed magic more uh, more than I did at a younger age, Jacob, if I recall correctly. God. I, I had, like, those children's books with quote-unquote tricks, but... I never really followed the I professionals. Yeah. More than me. I, I had... To look up these people to remember who they were <laughs> before before oh, okay. beginning my research into this, but it was great. 
What did you uh, learn? I learned a lot about them. They've been like a like a duo for over forty years. They got together like in a in like Jesus. the late seventies, I believe. They were introduced like by a mutual like by a mutual friend, and they started performing like at a Ren fair, and it kind of took off from there. And they were doing like Broadway it's... tours, and then they like. They were all over TV and stuff by the 90s. They were doing national tours. So they were already kind of a household name by the 90s when this game was, like, being made and released. Damn, I wasn't even trying to set you up, but you just nailed that one. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I'll try to earn my key. There you go. Your, your trial period is progressing well. <laughs> but, uh, the, the thing that I feel like resonates most with me is that they look the fucking same now as they did like 30 years right. ago it's crazy it's scary yep. yeah <laughs> i mean pen has always looked like a neck beard in his 30s and keller has <laughs> right? always looked sad and middle-aged so. <laughs> it's this really true. true uh yeah uh, yes, Pendulette and teller Teller is his full name well known now. he legally changed yes it. he has changed it <laughs> But they perform primarily out of Las Vegas. Penn is the one that talks. Teller does pantomime and the like. Have have has anyone addressed uh, that it's kind of funny that he doesn't talk, but he's named Teller. Yeah. Like he tells stuff, but he doesn't tell stuff. It is ironic. Pretty funny. Oh, oh shit! Uh, Nothing gets past you. <laughs> Stop. The actual like reason behind him not talking is kind of interesting. Um, according to the uh, NPR interview I looked up, um... God, you were so <laughs> thorough. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, God, Jesus! You're making us look so bad. We can't have All right, you anymore. Fair enough. I'll leave. But after I tell you this interesting fact, um, he did magic oh, okay. like way back when Very he considerate. was like in like high school and college. And what he found was when he was performing, like, these magic tricks at these frat parties, which, for one, takes way more balls than I think most people I've ever <laughs> met in my life it? have Is that done. how many people do yeah, it? Yeah, but he found out if he didn't talk, he would get heckled less and throw, and, like, less beer cans are being thrown <laughs> at him. Well, on the one hand, oh, no. mood. On the other hand, it's actually, like, a really interesting performance technique because, like, rather than trying to yell and assert yourself over the audience, if you're quiet, people will pay more attention to you and, like... Because um, you're not trying to assert yourself over them, they're afraid they'll miss something. So they're kind of being put as responsible for their own experience. Um, God, and then that's like, kind yeah. of sad but impressive at the same and time. And the other part of that was like what he hated about magicians, where it's like they would always say things that were really redundant. Like, "Look, I'm holding a red ball." They're like, "Yeah, I can see you're holding the red ball. Like, that's obvious. <laughs> it's dumb." Um, and so he would just like let the trick sort of speak for itself and like he said something to the effect of like the best lie is the one people will tell themselves so letting like the audience define this experience of the illusion or whatever for themselves without like a magician talking or like explaining over it made it more powerful man i should just shut up i should just not talk for the rest of this <laughs> it's maybe an that way medium people... It's yeah, an maybe audio people... medium, Benjamin. It's not going to work. <laughs> maybe people will like me more that way. Oh, maybe people will stop oh, throwing no. beer cans over the internet at me if I don't. If I just don't talk. Oh no! <laughs> Are they still doing that? Uh, let's see. Yeah, the, uh, I have a pile of them over there. Uh, it's bigger than it was yesterday. So uh, I don't know. If you if you turn them into recycling, you get like what two cents per can. There you go. Damn, I should look into that, yeah. There you go. You think you're getting heck they think they're heckling you, but actually they're supplementing your income. 
Yeah, they recognize that are just so like uh, ecologically uh, conscious that you know I would go and I would go and do this for them. I would go and do this for them and for the whole world. Millennials do what we have to do to get All by right. in this well, economy. That's isn't that the truth? Anyways, yeah, uh, let's. You, one... you know what I like? Yeah, what do you like? What you know what I like? I like Sega <laughs> a lot. Not a lot of people know this. Oh, and, shit, really? Yeah, I know. It's a it's a well kept secret of mine. But y'all like the Sega CD? I had to look up what it I was. I keep on thinking that that was an. Act- <laughs> I keep on thinking that that was an actual system. Yeah, that's what I. It thought. is an actual system. It's an system. accessory to a system. It plugs into the Genesis. Yeah, but it has like its own hardware okay. and stuff. It, it has okay. its own exclusive games and like it, it supplements the hardware and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The reason why we have a lot of FMA it's complicated games now, right? Because it's there's it, so it much sure is. On the CD. God. Yeah, exactly. And God, I am a big fan of FMV games. I'll, I'll tell you that. Even beyond <laughs> irony, there's a lot of interesting ones that I like a oh, lot yeah. on Sega CD. That maybe I'll get to some point. Like uh, Panic is a big favorite of mine. Uh, that I would like to talk about at some point. But yeah, I feel like most most FMV games that I can think of fall into either the adventure game category or something along the lines of like Dragon's Lair, you know? Where it's a pseudo-action game. I don't even know what you call Dragon's Lair. It's like interactive cartoon, I guess. Yeah, that that's pretty much what it was marketed as. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not always cartoons. A lot of times it's live action. Y'all ever seen that fucking Power Rangers game that's just like an episode of Power Rangers but they added button prompts over it? Holy shit, that's <laughs> oh pretty <my> good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> anyway. Before we get too much into it, for people who might not know, what is an FMV game? Fuck them, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go listen to another podcast. <laughs> anyway, they're just sort of the kind of game with people in it real people actors or cartoon people just like true it's streaming video off the system rather than generating it in real time i feel like that pretty much summarizes it so you get stuff with either real actors or it can be like a cartoon adaptation like uh probably the most famous one would be dragon's lair and they are generally considered very <laughs> bad <laughs> yes you got your night trap you got your girls club <laughs> God, why don't we play Girls Club? I mean, they're still making games God. in that format. I mean, look at the mysterious madness of Dr. Decker. That's true. I mean, yeah, some people are trying to bring it back. And I think it has a lot of merit as a medium. I recently played this year, but it's a game that came back in 2008, uh, a sound novel, which is kind of it's, it's kind of like FMV tangent in this case because it's all like real photos of real actors mm-hmm. and stuff uh, called 428. That was like super good. So right. there's definitely a lot of merit to the use of real actors or obviously like streaming footage because there's plenty of games nowadays that use that to great effect in, you know, cutscenes and stuff like that. They just don't. Mm-hmm. And a lot that don't. On. Yes. <laughs> yes. The thing is, I've been... The thing about FMV games is that I have been forced to sit through Phantasmagoria more times than I would uh... like to. Very sorry to hear that. <laughs> that was my first FMV game. That was my introduction to them. Oh no, Mandy, you too? <laughs> I started but had to dip out. I was like, mm, nah, not feeling this. Our, our friend Kevin is a jackass. <laughs> Speaking of such... Just gonna call him out. Speaking of friends that might kind of also be jerks, Smoke and Mirrors is the perfect game <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty appropriate segue. 
Yeah. Yeah, going back a bit, there's a video that Penn and Teller released in 1987 called Penn and Teller's Cruel Tricks for Dear Friends. Which is also a book. Hello, we're Penn and Teller. The title of this videotape is Cruel Tricks for Dear Friends. Please don't take that title lightly. This tape is a tool for you to humiliate your friends and take their money. Although you may experience a great deal of pleasure in using this tape, it is not good, clean fun. We are encouraging you to laugh at your friends and not with them. If you want good, clean fun, ask your aunt to take you bowling. Yes, and it's exactly what it sounds like. They give you tricks that you can play on your friends using the VHS tape. I, I watched the whole goddamn thing. Is it like is it like really long or it's an hour long. That's a lot of tricks. And it's it's a generally the sort of thing where you like do a card trick and then play the video and then the card will show up in the video. Oh. Wow. Yeah, and we didn't even see the trick and we were yeah. amazed. Yeah. But god, it has aged. Really. It has aged. They actually filmed it in someone's apartment. <laughs> Look, the magician's budget isn't so great. Yeah, and half of the half of the tricks are just like, okay, then you ask if they want to see TV, and then you just put on the the tape from this point, which yeah seems a unsubtle and b <laughs> more on, trouble me, than it's worth. Let me just. Let me just fast forward this tape some while I uh, prepare the solution to your I mean, trick. Mo most of them involve the a 1930s Carol Lombard movie. <laughs> All right, okay. Which is just on, but also I'm old enough to remember VHS tapes. I can tell the difference between when a tape is being played and when the TV is being right. played. Those <laughs> things crackle and make static like crazy. You would you would know. If something was on. <laughs> yeah. God. And it makes sound and the VHS says yeah, playing. That, so. that, that too. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Which kind of is interesting. Gotta, please please ignore my uh, conspicuous uh, piece of tape covering the VHS <laughs> status bar. Don't even worry yes. about it. Uh, <laughs> but this can actually be considered a sort of precursor to our main topic, Smoke and Mirrors. Mm-hmm. It is less of a game and more of a collection. A mini-game collection? Question mark? I don't know. That intonation didn't really work. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I've struggled to describe it myself, so... You know what? That, it reminds a... me of, uh, aside from... Uh, the, the eponymous game itself is uh, Master of Illusion for the DS that came out a oh, lot shit. later. <laughs> I, I never laughing? played it, but I have... <laughs> I have it. <laughs> yeah, I know, because the box is huge, and I saw yeah. it every time I came over to your house as a oh, kid. Okay. Yep, because it came with a set of trick cards. Sorry for revealing the trick, but they are trick cards and not standard playing <gasps> cards. In a magician's-related set? Never. <laughs> I'm shocked. Because, yeah, the whole setup would be that the game supplements uh, you performing magic tricks. Uh, and this is sort of like that, except there may be 
They don't require external props for the most part, and they're maybe a bit more uh, ill-intense. Yeah, this is very mean-spirited. It's mischievous at best. Yeah. I'll just say that right off the bat. Uh, I think, didn't one of them describe it as a really mean, groovy game? Did I, they? It one of the, I was thinking it was a quote that I came across in one of the interviews I was reading. But ah, a mean, groovy game is an apt title for this collection. It, it, it uh, is. They so, specifically denote it as being the kind of thing meant for, you know, those friends who would come over after, you know, you've worked so hard getting your own money, saving up your allowance to buy a video game. And then they come over and then they drink your, your soda, they eat all your food, and then they beat the stuffings out of you at your own game. And this is your revenge. I thought that you just meant like, I thought you just meant in real life. Like they they eat your food and they're like, "Thanks for the food, dipshit!" And then they fucking sweep your legs. <laughs> God, I wish. Man. I wish I had friends like that. Man. God, you're, it hurts, but you're so cool. You're so cool. I w- I'm so glad we're friends. <laughs> But it's it was a game designed as an instrument of revenge on more counts than one. Yeah. So do we just want to run down the list then, I guess? Yeah, I mean, to start off, the game has two input menus, essentially. There's the standard one, which I believe they denote as the sucker menu. <laughs> and then there's the true one for the owner of the game who's in on it. Wink. Ah, man, don't you feel cool? It's like Penn and Teller are your friends. They're probably the friends that come over after you've worked so hard (laughs) saving up your allowance. (laughs) Yeah, probably, huh? At at least Penn is. Teller seems pretty cool. (laughs) He seems cool. Teller's chaotic neutral. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) The, The entire point is that you, the player, get to set up all of the stuff and then you just show it to another person who plays the game. Like, I kind of think that the concept is fun, but just the whole setup of, like, assuming you'd be like, hey, 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 come on, play play, play this game I got. Like, no, don't worry about what it is, don't worry about any of that, just just play That's, it, come on. Yeah, it's, it's just like, not subtle in the slightest. Yeah, it's like no one would fall like for that. there's also a reliance on, like, that your friend maybe don't, doesn't know who Penn and Teller are, because they're already, like, have it reached a certain amount of acclaim at this point by the 90s. They've been together for, like, yeah. 15-plus years. So, like, if you see yeah. a game proposed, like made by two magicians like with their name on the title, I don't know how you're going to get around like not immediately being suspicious unless you have no idea who these guys are. And then uh, even less the- likely is that you own a Sega CD. <laughs> it's like, no, no. You see, you see they, they decided to branch out. This is a music game. Oh. <laughs> They're playing. It's like Marky Mark make my video. <laughs> <laughs> We're just bringing out all the hits of the Sega CD today. <laughs> How about these scams and tricks and practical jokes and stuff? Sometimes, if you do them right, you'll amaze people, and sometimes you'll get them really confused, possibly making them look very, very bad. And Penn and Teller. We'd never recommend you do anything to upset your teachers, friends, or family. 
even if some of them might actually believe in magic or the sciences of ESP and astrology, or even if they try to tell you video games are bad for you without giving you even once. Anyway, we more. should really just go down yeah. the line, shouldn't we? Let's, Let's do it. Hit me. All right. All so. right. <laughs> you got it all printed out, I see. I, I will be the first to admit that I have not actually seen most of this game because gameplay footage is fucking hard to find. Yeah, well, that's how it is with a fucking unreleased game. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that hasn't hurt, like, Cheetah Men 2. Hmm. Yeah, but that's Cheetah Men 2. And other examples, but I guess people don't care about Sega CD that much. Or they just care about one of these games that much that it just totally overshadowed the rest. <laughs> we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> Alright, so the first and probably most basic of these games is called What's Your Sign? This is Absolute Entertainment's top secret Ultramat testing center, where Teller and I have spent the last year or so. We've been holed up in here designing, drawing, and programming every single aspect of this game all by our Where life. Penn and Teller are going to guess just... your sign. <gasps> this is so weird from an American game, because it's like, who the fuck cares about sign here? <laughs> Nobody does. I mean, at least, I don't know. I have multiple friends that care perhaps a little too much about astrology. Ah, uh, well, I, I hear that Penn and Teller are not fans. No, they are not. <laughs> Which we will get into. But it's pretty simple. They ask you questions, which you answer on a scale, pretty much. And then they use their special personometer to figure it out. Now, the personometer is a blender on a forklift. Good for them. In reality, this is barely even a trick you use the secret menu and input your friend's birthday before yeah, i feel like if you're already booted into the game and you're just like hey check this out they're probably gonna be like mm, you probably did this before i came here and then it's like oh i'll never tell <laughs> Ooh. oh 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 <laughs> not the most it's a clever. mystery <laughs> <laughs> it is a mystery Magician never yes. reveals his secrets. Just don't don't press the B button on the Player 2 controller, whatever you do. Yeah. Now, if you know anything at all about Penn & Teller, you'll know this isn't going to be your typical shoot 'em, kick 'em, jump 'em video game. So if you're, let's say, looking to goof around with short immigrant piping engineers with lots of facial hair, or some hyperactive, nocturnal, insectivorous The male. next game is called Mofo the Psychic Gorilla. Who has made appearances Ooh, in previous Penn and Teller shows while they were doing tours on Broadway. I think it's, um, I believe in one of their like broadcasts, that was one of the times Teller actually like used his voice, because he voiced Mofo, uh, I think, through some contrivance like with a microphone and like had a handkerchief over it or something to, like, change his voice a little bit. But that's, like, one of the few records of him what? actually, like, speaking in a performance. Was it a real gorilla? Yes, it's a real gorilla. Yeah. It's a psychic gorilla. He, he knows all. Can you fucking give it to me straight for once in your goddamn life? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the show. I am Mofo, the psychic gorilla, 
you've seen me on national television and read about me in the Guinness Book of World Records. Ten years ago, I was a savage beast in the wilds of deepest, darkest hey, Africa. This is allegedly a gorilla that was taken from the wild. And scientific experiments gave him intelligence. But oh, his shit. animal instinct remained. So Reverse Tarzan. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I know if I were taken from my home and experimented on by freaky bipedals and lab coats, the next thing I would want to do is use my newfound crime against nature powers to determine pointless information about them. For profit. For profit, though. <laughs> True. Actually, I, mean, I don't know. Are they paying him? I don't think they've ever no, established. No, I don't know either. He, he better be getting cut a fucking fat check. Let's be honest. A lot gorillas? of. <laughs> oh, that's a good. They better question. psychic, psychic. Yeah, psychic gorillas need a union high. So. Yeah, they gotta rise up. <laughs> also, a lot of these, both on the cruel tricks for dear friends video, and this game, they're just like, go ahead, put money on it. <laughs> What kind of fucking idiot would take that? <laughs> That's like the hmm. most rigged anything could possibly be. Like, yeah, come bet money on like my my fucking game console with my set of rules that I've established. Like, yeah, I guess great people plan. People that are allergic to money. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, God, I just have so much fucking cash weighing down my pants. I wish there was like the literally dumbest way possible to get Look, rid of it. Bill Gates There's called... got to be a better way. <laughs> if Bill Gates called you up, he was like, man, I've got to get rid of this money. I need an idea. What have you got? Tell I'm me so, you wouldn't do this. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so fucking tired of giving my money to charity and shit. Just like, oh, it gets so old. Mofo is going to figure out what card you drew from a pack. So the player is supposed to draw a card and show everyone in the room. Then... Which is just you and your friend, because yes. if you're doing this at a party, no one would come to your party. <laughs> yes. That's how you get beer cans thrown at you and heckled. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, a lot of... I know more than one person that would put this on at a party. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the same one that... Made me sit through Phantasmagoria, too. <laughs> yeah, you're really calling him out today. Yes. Mofo then asks you a number of questions. You can go ahead and lie. They're yes or no questions. But he'll know. It's all stuff like, do you breathe air? Mofo, you already fucking know that. <laughs> Are you playing on a Sega CD system? That's like that fucking... Uh, Wario, this is such a fucking esoteric reference. It's like that fucking WarioWare Smooth Moves mini game where you have to nod yes or shake your head no. That level of stupid question. Jacob, you get it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except I never fucking know if the date on my Wii is correct. So... <laughs> it's like, oh shit. That's a really I good really point. should have gone into options. <laughs> you know, this is enough. For Mofo to get your card right. Or rather, there's a trick to it. Mofo's not actually psychic, guys. Yeah. <gasps> he did it. I oh, knew he man. could. You don't earn that title without good reason. Yeah. Yes. When Mofo, after the card is drawn, 
Mofo explains how the controls work, and the owner of the game is supposed to take the controller and demonstrate <laughs> while secretly inputting in a code to select the suit and value. See, I was kind of worried that <clears throat> I had I had the general gist of it explained to me. I don't know why I said it explained. I read it on Wikipedia. But uh, I assumed that it was like, while they're like answering questions, you're just holding the P2 controller, tapping in buttons, and you're like, oh, don't mind me. No, <laughs> literally. I, I just read like the-, the instruction booklet. It is just like, here, take it and do this spiel. God. Take the goddamn controller. Fucking give me that. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to enter these menu options in. <laughs> and if all that wasn't contrived, if, like, in the introduction video where it's explaining the psychic gorilla, and I believe, uh, they're like, oh, what it's actually doing is lurking how a lie detector would work. If a lie detector could work, they don't. They're not admissible in court. But we're making something that does. Which admittedly they aren't. Yeah, which, which is true. But, like, it was supposed to be, like, gleaning the answers from, like, the micro-movements of your hand over the game controller. Um, that's, that's how that works. That's how the Genesis right, controller works. Right, you know, yeah. as one We've does, got that level of sensitivity. Uh, and that's how Yeah, I'm sure we could do that now. 1995. Supposedly. It's not your friend obviously entering in a cheat code <laughs> right next to you in so front you of see... your own eyes. No, clearly not. So yeah. you see, uh, you control the menu with the D-pad. You're pressing the C button. No, I'm pressing the <laughs> D-pad. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's just like, it literally tells you just because you start and end the input for the card with the C button. It's just like, all right, you take it and you demonstrate. It's just like, so the C button doesn't do anything. And then at the end, just, as I said, the C button doesn't do anything. Wink. Oh my fucking god. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, that, that, that's, I have to wonder, like, I hope that that was set up, like, as a joke. Like, it's funny that they would have you do that and not, like, yeah, this is how it's going to be actually believable. Because if it's the former, that's really funny. If it's the latter, that's really sad. <laughs> yeah. Pendulette does not understand how real humans act. <laughs> Evidently not. His only other sense of human contact is Teller. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm Bobo, the psychic gorilla. Moving on, we've got Buzz Bombers. Hey. Which is a two-player Isn't arcade that... shooter. Aren't Buzz Bombers the name of a Sonic enemy? I'm sure there's... Probably? You're the Sega person! Yeah, you tell us. I, okay, let me rephrase that. Buzz Bombers are the name of a Sonic oh. enemy. <laughs> oh, looks like Sonic Team's gotta sue. I know. Good thing this never came out or fucking... Sonic the Lawyer Hog would be on their ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows what... They could get away with. We got Zodic, the Hellhog. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, how does Back on top Buzz head, Bombers work? What happens? Buzz, in Buzz Bombers, Bombers is a two-player arcade shooter. Think Space Invaders. However, you're playing as like insect aliens trying to defend the hive from humans, and that's all there is to it. It's just a fun little game for you and your friend to share. There's no way a bonding but, moment. But this is always going to end the same way 
Absolutely not. But yeah. But why? What? But but why do I keep losing? <laughs> maybe you just need uh. to get good, Ben. Maybe I just need to Here, get good. Here, we'll swap yeah, controllers. You You'll see. It's just you that sucks. Ah, <clears throat> oh, you're right. We swapped controllers, and it's just me that sucks. I'm so dejected. Uh. Now. How about we put money on this? <laughs> oh, great idea. Let me put money on this. <laughs> this is for all those times you drank my soda. And- <laughs> Take that. <laughs> anyway, Just every time we every time we we start that phrase, Jacob, you need to go back in and edit the whole spiel. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take that hypothetical friend. <laughs> that I, I don't I don't have any friends actually because I do yeah. shit like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. My only friend is my pet and teller smoke and mirrors game. <laughs> Yes, this is presumably a versus game. However, player one has the ability to input cheats, which will drop power-ups more often for them, give harder enemies to player two, and so on. However, you just fucking suck so much that it doesn't make a difference and you still can't win. I think it was rigged that yeah, no matter I mean, what, player one would always get more points, no matter like how catastrophically bad you were. Ah. Uh, Truth that was, just seems harsh, actually. The game was rigged from the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, they actually... I'm actually kind of impressed with how well they thought it through, since there is another code that you can input to switch what controller these work with if your friend gets suspicious and insists on switching. It's definitely the most sophisticated That's pretty of, the, thorough. of yeah. the games, with the, with the cheat mechanisms. It's just a shame that the whole premise is kind of faulty, that you're gonna... Get your friend to be like, oh, yeah, let me let just play this game you've never heard of that I have, like, booted up already and already. Yeah. With Bombers, the gorilla's psychic. Uh, there actually is, it is a thing that it's eventually, like, the trick is eventually meant to be revealed. Like, if you press, like, all three buttons at once, uh, a movie scene will play and it, like, reveals, ha-ha, I was winning the whole time because that's how this game is rigged. Ha-ha, I got you. Uh, which... I'm it's not like, coming like over to even... your house anymore, Billy. It seems like super counterintuitive, <laughs> but if you've like learned anything, um, if you've like watched any Penn and Teller uh, in the past, this is very like their kind of hallmark. Um, they're very yeah, they are known... very big at rubbing it in that, and they're known for like explaining their tricks. Um, I think Penn's commentated in the past that like he doesn't think that the knowledge of that something is happening or that it is an illusion takes away from the illusion itself and he like makes a comparison to like the film like taxi driver um i think it is it's like i could you know sit up and stay in front of the screen while the movie's playing this is robert de niro and he doesn't really care about the main protagonist he's not really a taxi driver but the actor's talent and the situation and like how how masterfully the scene was crafted the magic still takes over so even though people know it's not real there's still value to the performance so you Alternatively, you could, parties. Right? Alternatively, you could you could buy into Taxi Driver so much that you attempt to recreate that it in real life. Go. Oh dear! Uh, oh dear! <laughs> oh my! Um, yeah, but that like that's like some context. But this is a very like normal thing for them to do to be explaining their tricks and kind of revealing the gimmick. It's it's very on brand. So then, presumably, after the trick is revealed. Then your friend progresses to eat all your food and drink I all mean, your soda. I mean, I would, then... but that's just me. Because okay. you pull you... bullshit like this. Yeah, that's yeah. like, you owe me you, you owe me all your pretzels now. <laughs> Toying yeah. with my emotions like this. And I think like I'm going to kick you. 
This is gonna take a couple of cans of Coke to get over. <laughs> so presumably that's like the game you would play last, because then they would figure out that all the other games are similarly rigged on this console. Or maybe and they don't. They're not all rigged. For example, there's the game, game Sunscorcher. Ah, uh, thermographics. Which is... So yes, it is flat out Space Invaders, but it's a special smell vision. It's got thermographics, which is the new high tech means. However, they make the screen dangerous to touch, and really, you shouldn't be using yeah. them. Yeah, I'm not sure how this passed QA. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the reason it wasn't released. Oh, that's that's a really good point. It's a really good point. Although they did claim yes. in their intro video by they, the time of release, they would have toned everything down. That it's a little, it's a little safer. That you wouldn't need the goggles that they're wearing. They have these like welding goggles in their demonstration, basically while they're playing, and they're like, "Don't worry. By the time you know this comes out, like we'll we'll turn the brightness way down. It'll be fine." But you know, they launch into this whole safety disclaimer that you cannot skip before the game begins. That like thermographics will make your screen very hot. And you absolutely should not touch it. In fact, it could even potentially cause damage to your gaming system and monitor. Uh, no. And, Those are my th two favorite things. <laughs> and you know, like, what do kids do if you tell them not to touch something? They're gonna fucking touch it. Because <laughs> they're fucking dumb as hell. <laughs> or because they're out on the joke. Tell me one thing that kids have contributed to society. Spite? What? <laughs> I don't know. It, yes. Is it that one who yodeled in the Walmart? Oh, dear. Is that the one who contributed? <laughs> Does that count Remember as that, a contribution? <laughs> Remember that, you guys? I, Remember I the have, kid who yodeled uh, in the Walmart? <laughs> I try not to. Remember that, you guys? Ben, this is why I eat all of your pretzels and drink all of your <laughs> That's soda. That's so true. I was wondering why you did that last time you came over. Uh, but, essentially... But, yes. Sunscorcher. You just play the game like normal. Eventually, the thermographics get to be too much. And you have to go over and touch the TV and pretend that you've been burned. And this trick sucks. It's funny because your friend is genuinely concerned about you and your safety. Yeah, and they do pretty much the exact same thing on the VHS. So that sucks. Yeah, I, I guess they just like to get a lot of mileage out of pretending to be in pain. Yeah. The third part is classic guy. I think if you put in like a button code around like the third time, because the screen will flash red, and that's how you know to go to touch the TV. That's when the thermographics are supposedly happening. Uh, that if you put in that code, it'll cut. You make your TV cut to static, so it looks like you broke your system. <laughs> so oh no! That, and I, when I was researching this, I was watching a streamer play both Smoke and Mirrors, and they also did a demo of Sun Scorcher at the end just for fun. And they, and it's a streamer, and they didn't have a face cam, so you just had the audio, which actually made this trick a little bit more quote unquote believable and funny. Because uh, I still, even when I scroll down in the comment section, they're like. Hey, hey, dude, are you okay? Did you, did you like, actually burn yourself? But, like, for real, though? <laughs> so, as dumb as this trick is, it's still, it's, it still holds up for some people on the internet. <laughs> uh, it 
just works better in an audio medium. Yeah! Just gotta get yourself friends who are just that dumb, I, I mean, guess. or just yeah. that concerned about you and just genuinely wanting to make sure you're okay. That's very, that's also there true. There are worse things to have than to... Yeah, watch what happens next yeah. time you burn yourself on your TV. <laughs> It's gonna be. Yeah, oh, I think no. the payoff for this sort of thing is like congratulations on outing the fact that I care about you <laughs> and that I'm a like empathetic human being. Like, good job, I guess. Yeah. Do, do you take pleasure in that fact? I I could have told you. You didn't have I, need have to I pull this whole stunt. That, have I not displayed that character up do until now? Do we need now? to have a talk? I'm Was this hurt. a cry I'm, for help? <laughs> I'm wounded. Are you okay? <laughs> Is this a cry for attention? Do 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 you need to talk to someone? You gotta be careful those thermographics. I told you to be careful. There's a warning there. Wait, okay, 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 okay. Oh! Okay, I got it. Okay, I'm shooting. Okay, where am I supposed to shoot again? Is it over here? Where, where am I shooting? Where am I, okay, right, right, right. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, there's the warning. Watch it. I don't think you should have your... Don't have your fingers, Zach. Where am I shooting? Right there. I'm concentrating. I'm concentrating. Here we go. Here we go. Right over there. And boom, 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 boom. Okay, here we go. Again, in the thermographics. Move it, tell him. Move your hand. But if you've had enough of being a dick to your friends, then... Nope. Never had enough. <laughs> well... Regardless, we have some actual games for you. First of all, the main event, Smoke and Mirrors. And now for tonight's feature story. Those wildly popular Las Vegas magicians, Stinkbomb and Rot, have announced conclusively that magic actually exists and they themselves possess real magical powers. The dazzling duo plans to prove its claim at the forthcoming Stinkbomb and Rot show, which will take place in their opulent Las Vegas mansion. God, you know this has got to be good then. They named the what? whole game after it. Yeah, what kind What kind of game would the eponymous title in a collection of games created by magicians be? Is it a, is it a puzzle game? That, that's all I got. <laughs> I can't think of any other guesses. It's an adventure platformer with a lot of finding items, grating music, and uh, some things you just have to know or have looked up on a forum, otherwise good freaking luck. <laughs> That's so my favorite just like, genre. So just like every other game starring a celebrity from the late 80s to mid-90s. You got it in this one. Game had, this game had, like, big Takeshi's Challenge yeah. vibes coming off of it. Yeah, this whole game does. It's Takeshi's Challenge Part 2. Yeah. Without the drinking. Takeshi's Challenge. Or. The Hollywood remake. You know, the the divorce. Or the promise of treasure. I feel like <laughs> the whole general conceit of the game is more interesting, I think. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like the the uh, eponymous Smoke and Mirrors uh, game is... It, I think it's less interesting than Takeshi's Challenge, just because Takeshi's Challenge has like so much stuff, even if it's all useless. In this, it's like it feels more like a standard adventure game, and that like stuff's there for a reason. It's just like what the fuck that reason is, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah, why is Debbie Harry there? <laughs> Who knows? Well, <laughs> well I mean, don't you well, know the population of New York is just like seventy five percent Debbie Harry. She's just they're cousins. They explained that. <laughs> it's a family business. <laughs> It's a Nurse Joy, Officer Jenny situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah there uh -huh. you go. 
God, I wish I wish Brock was in this game. That would be oh scary. my God! <laughs> yes, put Brock in place of Mofo, the, the psychic gorilla. I wish it had that fucking song. Oh Jesus! I- I'm not going to put that song in. You'll just have to wait until we cover Pokemon Live. <laughs> it's not from Pokemon Live. It's it- from the Johto season of the anime that was later featured in Pokemon Live. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yes, the whole point of the game is that magical sensations stink bomb and rot, claim that magic is real, and Penn and Teller have By the to way, this parody them as frauds. This parody was totally lost on me. I had no idea I who they were parodying. Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. Siegfried and Roy. Okay, well, I know that now, but I did not know that. They are an American-German magician duo. Um, and they were kind of known for appearing with, like, white tigers and lions in their performance. And uh, after after Googling them, uh, the premise of this game seems a little yeah, bit like, more mean-spirited when you find out that one of them was actually bitten by their tigers and had an uh, injury resulting from it that basically kind of ended their career, which makes all of the jokes yeah, seem this a, little, like a little less tasteful than they already ten were. years or so ago? I mean, that happened every time there was a Sick Freedom Roy parody. Like, I know The Simpsons did it at least once. From what I've heard, apparently, it wasn't that the tiger attacked him. It's that he suffered a stroke on stage and the tiger was trying to get him off. Right, and he was bit in the neck in the process of that happening, I suppose. Maybe don't use big cats as part of your fucking magic act. I'm not quite sure what was ever expected otherwise. (laughs) Reminds me of the fucking uh, Ace Attorney case, the bad one. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's that. <laughs> it's, it's basically that. that. But with less annoying clowns. Uh, until we Anyways. get to the second boss fight, that is. Oh, no. I, I didn't actually watch too much of Smoke and Mirrors, so... Yeah, Mandy will need to give okay. us the run-through of that, I think. So, they ca- you have the premise. They're out to expose... Uh, Stink bomb and rot as frauds, but they also are. Do you think they were so proud of that uh, one? Oh man! Because you just this gotta, is... you just gotta ruin everyone's fun. Just because like people can't be enjoying this, that's no. not fair. Yeah, he... they're the embodiment of the no fun allowed meme. Pretty much. Yeah. But they've sent all of these rival magicians after you know Penn and Teller, and they're gonna use all their abracadabras to put a stop to them. Or something. So it feels a lot like those like straw man comics in general, oh where my they're God. like, "Hey, we're just the reasonable ones. Like, why are they getting so yeah. mad at us?" Uh, but as you are progressing through, well, it starts out as off like as fictional in New York City. Uh, there are magicians who are throwing rabbits at you, um, and there are people. Sweet free rabbits. Ah, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Um, and you certain, and you can certainly see why they have their stance on PETA, that they do, uh, cause you will soon be throwing some of those rabbits in a wood chipper for the sake of solving a puzzle. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh. oh. Uh-huh, so. That's like some maniac mansion mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh, but you, as you're, you can't actually die in normal mode. That's one of the things I should have said at the beginning. There's a normal mode and an impossible mode. 
Um, and I will go through normal mode first. But in normal mode, you can't die. Yes. Uh, the game just goes until you win or get so frustrated or find something better to do with your life that you stop. <laughs> Um, and in lieu of that, you have a cockroach meter because you're going around the city collecting these cockroaches. <laughs> and if you collect and I'm so Why? glad you said the words cockroach meter. <laughs> <laughs> there were other ways that it could have hypothetically been phrased, but I'm so glad that's They're what you should. They're cockroaches. Chose. That's what they are. But uh, if you collect enough of these roachy friends uh, in certain intervals, the cockroaches, cockroaches uh, <laughs> you'll get muddy, and you need your in-game money to like buy items that'll help you solve puzzles later on. So you're wanting to be collecting them and if you get hit by enemy attacks while nothing bad happens, you're losing money and that's generally not good. Um but every time you I hate losing yeah, money. every time you collect a certain yeah, amount like I shouldn't will... have taken that bet for my friend about the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Pen will, like, play a voice clip about, like, with some long-winded explanation of, like, why people are buying all of your roaches from you. Um, and it takes more roaches uh, as the game goes on to get the money, but you'll get more money each time that happens, essentially. Um, anyway, you're making your way through the city. You got no health bar, uh, but you got some cockroaches. Because they are invincible. Yeah, Pen's got a deck of cards, and he, like, flips cards at enemies, or, like, there's a Joker card, in which case, to progress by some enemies, uh, he'll have to pull the Joker card, which essentially has very little to do with the Joker card, and has them go, hey, look over there! And then, like, Teller sneaks up behind the person, and Pen pushes him over, so he, they trip over Teller and fall flat on their butt. Classic magician It's great, move. right? Um, one of the mechanics later on is you have to find, like, collectibles like autographs and to get you know pen and teller autographs which is the kind that this so uncertain celebrity shopkeeper wants rather than you know just like signing your own autographs because you are in fact pen and teller uh no <laughs> wait holy shit we're pen yeah, and teller, he plays Penn and oh, teller. i should have said that before too hey uh surprise <laughs> uh this is their game you're playing as them it's it's a pen and teller world and we're just living in it <laughs> God, if that isn't the truth, it's a very bleak statement. Now that I've said that, anyway. Yeah. Uh, you... It's a pen and teller world, and I desperately want out. <laughs> I have no mouth, and I'm a scream. Um... Also, I am Teller, the magician who cannot talk, so it really works out okay. Uh, but what you have to do to get your autograph, for example, is you have to find these suckers, which are usually like these baseball capped decked like lads who are nervous and kind of stuttering because they're so excited to meet you and they're like please can i have your autograph and you're like yeah sure anything for a fan just uh you know keep this somewhere safe you wouldn't want to lose it or something and this is then proceeded if you switch over to teller as your main controlled character and you use the joker card from his inventory he will fake pull off his arm and hold his arm, like, with a disembodied oh, kind of twitching, and there's a little bit of, like, fake blood spurting, and Pen will go behind him and pickpocket him, and there's a little sound, like, boop, boop, and you have your autograph, which you have now stolen from your own fans, and you have... This was the only way anymore! Like, six times <laughs> to get the autograph to... They get, dropped it. Don't yeah. worry, it's, it's not... It's nobody's it's just, fault. Man, there are some ways in this game to be a really not nice person. And it's hard. I would have never. And some I would of them are within the game. Based off the character for, of the rest of the it's, game. It's, it's something. I'm, um, I'm frankly disappointed in that. But, them. you know, it's, it's 
speaking of people that are mean in the game, you can, like, talk to random NPCs on the street, and some of the things they say are, like, really funny. Like, one of them's like, ah, I've been a character sprite for this number of years, and, you know? I was he just like, gives his backstory I was surprised. about, like, his life as a character sprite, and that's pretty great. I was surprised to see, yeah, that sort of game terminology from, like, that right? far back, so I didn't even know that yeah. they still called them sprites They did, then. apparently, at least by 1994. I guess, apparently. Um... And then, like, some of, one of them, like, recites an actual poem about cell phones. One of them's like, I know you want to know, like, where character screens, where characters go when they walk off screen. And I really want to tell you, but I can't because I've been sworn to secrecy. <laughs> and so there's just, like, little goofs like that. But sometimes he'll just be like, eh, I don't have time for you or get out of my face. Because, you know, that's what you say to random abrasive men that approach you on the streets of New York. And if that happens... Because you're in New York. Yeah, that's New York. Sometimes Penn will get pissed and, like, fake crack your, your monitor screen. Um, oh, no. He's got to yeah. pay for that. And if it happens, I think if there's a way to do it. It was already involved. ruined enough from the thermographic. Yeah! <laughs> and if you do it enough times, I think it eventually does repair itself, but you lose cockroaches in order to print A for the repaired screen. Um, so that's another fun mechanic as part of this game. But you're basically going through, picking up items, and progressing, and you're trying to defeat the weirdos that Stink Bomb and Rod have uh, sent after you. And the first one is called Escape and He's like an escape artist, and that's his shtick. And how you defeat this guy is he will stand up on top of this building and throw straitjackets at you. And the way to counteract, you know, straitjackets is Again, having that's an umbrella. just New York. It's an umbrella. You hold open your umbrella and you bounce them back at him so he will become entangled in his own straitjacket in a twist of delicious irony. Um, And if you do that, like, a certain number of times, like, I think it's, like, three times, he'll become, like, imprisoned in his own, uh, like, escape box. And you punch him off a building, presumably killing him. And then his agent comes up and is like, hey, ah, man. Ah, that was that was one of my performers, but you know he wasn't very good. You guys look great. You're Penn and Teller. How about here? You know, I I could use you. And they gives you blue, and they give you his travel papers to go to the carnival where he was supposed to perform. Now that you've you know murdered one of his clients, um. You know, I just want to say that's just what agents really... are like. Yeah, I guess so. It's a corporate word, world show business. <laughs> I just want to say that neither Jacob nor I nor Mir really do voices, so I'm glad that we have you oh, for this. Okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? I do voices all the goddamn time. <laughs> well, if you say so. Um, and that's how you get to the carnival, which is kind of phase the second locale uh, slash phase two of this. Um, and now you're running around the carnival looking for the items to proceed to the second boss. And actually, fairly early on, you will also get plane tickets to go to Las Vegas, which is where the Stinkbot and Rom have their, like, magic mansion, and they're going to do their final show. So you unlock all three areas about halfway through the game, basically. Um, but the second boss, called Baluno, is this really freaky clown guy, uh who you have to get to through a jumping puzzle while he's throwing these balloon animals at you, and you have to use a nail gun that you've won from a carny by conning him about your age because you bought a fake ID. Uh, he's like, I can, I can guess you your age. You are a grown man. Why did you feel the need to do that? Uh, yeah, instead of saying he pens 46, he buys a fake ID that tells him he's like 70 or something. 
And he's like, ah, oh, well, you, you don't look a day over 46, but, you know, we've got a prize for you, but, you know, just be careful. It's a little dangerous for someone of your advanced years. And you take the nail gun and you're popping balloons, trying to get up to the top. And then there's this big, really scary clown face that's, that's throwing all of these balloons out. And you beat it by using the nail gun on his nose until it shatters and it's revealed that there's a man oh, inside controlling everything. And, and that's Balloono. And that's, that's the end. Uh, Fucking ill bleed. That's Balloono. Ill bleed is what it is. Yeah. The ironic <sighs> thing is uh, Penn actually graduated from uh, the Ringley Brothers Barnum and Bailey Clown School. So he was a clown, and he's yet he's making all these jokes about clowns. And, and he's still a clown, am but, uh, I right? Hey! hey. Uh, so the, shena- the shenanigans basically continue um, as you're going through. I won't reveal all of it in case you find something in this game worth interesting, like that you find something in this game interesting, <sighs> and you want to see like what happens for yourself. But basically, you make it to Vegas, you're proceeding through the mansion as usual, uh, you're always backtracking through the various areas. At one point, uh, you disillusion this fan of Stink Bomb and Rot. They're like, "Yeah, he's a suck. You, you know, they're they're conning suckers like you, man. Their magic isn't real. They're pulling the wool over your eyes." And he's like, "Oh my gosh, you've enlightened me. Ah, thank you. Here, I'm going to go." And since I've given them my life savings, I'm going to start anew. I'm going to go open the family meat business again. Here, have some free meat. And you get some meat from a New York meat <sighs> shop, and you can use it to distract some of their tigers to get. So is this Phantasmagoria? A little bit. Little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm getting a bit of a Psychonauts vibe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack here, and some of it you just have to experience for yourself. But long story short, after a series of very convoluted, not very clear in certain circumstances uh, methodologies, you arrive. And you're gonna, you're gonna take on, you're gonna take up on Stink Bomb and Rot, expose them as frauds. But to actually get there, you have to find this very incomprehensible secret area before getting into the true area. And somehow you're supposed to know that there's this one portrait in a hallway and you're supposed to push the up button in front of it. Uh, and it reveals a safe, which you have a stethoscope for, because in the carnival debacle, you have basically set up this tattooed man and this bearded lady, and and so they could get together and have a date. And they they gave you a stethoscope for, Good for it. Them. And, you know, happy ending. Someone's yeah. getting a happy ending. Good in for the them, right? So with the stethoscope, you crack open the safe. It opens a secret passageway. You get to where the brothers Stink Bomb and Rot are, and in order to defeat them. You pick up, like, one of the very first items you found in the game, which is a bazooka, but it's had no ammo. So you've gone around this whole game, which has been about, like, you know, about two and a half, three hours of gameplay at this point. You, just, you never know when you need no a bazooka. bazooka ammo, but you've got this big friggin' bazooka. There's bazooka ammo on the floor, you blow them up. And it ends with Penn and Teller, like, standing besides this crater of what used to be the mansion. Them seemingly unscathed, everyone else... Inside it, the Innocents and the brothers, the duo themselves, seemingly eliminated. And that's the end of the game. <laughs> that's well, it. you know, sometimes you gotta use a big that's, brush. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the end of that's normal mode. Say. Yeah, oh. At oh, the, that's true, yeah. At, you have to go in, back in, for... Yeah, impossible mode. Oh, you start out in New mode. York. Do you, do you want to take this Impossible mode. Sure. 
impossible mode, you show up in New York, you head out, and you immediately come across Lou Reed. Now, what's he doing here? Hey, tell her it's Lou Reed, the original rock and roll animal himself. Lou, how you doing, man? What he's going to do is kill Penn and Teller with his eyes. Lady. He shoots lightning uh, and they die. Finally. finally. This is impossible mode, not very hard mode. To be fair, that is a, a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Note to gamer. I, I'll, I'll give them credit for that one. That's a good bit. Yeah. Not yeah. very difficult. Very difficult is winning the Nobel Prize. Impossible is trying to eat the sun, which is like one of the rawest that's, lines I've ever heard. That's a good fucking line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a raw line. That was good. So so much of smoke and mirrors feels like it could be delivered to me in like a, a like a shit post or Vine format, and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference uh, if I didn't have the context. <laughs> Um, so there is there are there is some funny moments in there, but it's a bit harrowing. Uh, it sure sounds a bit like harrowing it. along yeah. the way. This is there are the games to prank your friends, and this is the game to prank yourself. <laughs> I mean, you you've and got then... what I want to say eight hours of fun and games out of this. That's not enough. Yeah, what if I, I told more. you you could my, double like... that? <laughs> Tell that me like, how, Jacob. That was like seventy. That was like seventy dollars worth of game at the time, and like, don't even get me started on inflation too. Like, yeah. come on, it, how much is my time worth? We've got one game left, and it's the one you probably came hoping to hear about. It's the only one I knew. Yes, Desert Bus. You've played simulators before. We all have tanks, planes, race cars, submarines, hedgehogs. Heck. Absolutes even put out a few of them themselves. But let's face it, how many of us are ever actually going to use these valuable skills in our everyday lives? Sure, I guess there's a chance you'll be on a major commercial airliner and have to take over for an unconscious pilot. Or maybe Desert Bus was actually created in response to Janet Reno's comments on the moral panic on violent video games of the era since you know this was when like mortal Kombat and its ilk were making it big which it directly references yes i mean this game has a lot of blood in it actually yeah. <laughs> it sure does even uh in the intro they're like if you like games with fighting and punching like they has teller and pen playing with dolls and they actually uh, enact, like, a Mortal Kombat-style fatality where one of the, the dolls is, like, dismembered and there's fake blood everywhere. And then they themselves are spattered with fake blood uh, in a very, very obvious homage to Mortal Kombat and that style of game. They're like, you're probably not going to have a great time mm -hmm. with this kind of game. <laughs> hmm. but, yeah, Mortal yes. Kombat had... This is the most realistic game mm -hmm. you can get. Yeah, because that's what we want yeah. in video games is realistic, not... Seriously, ahead of their yeah. time. Desert Bus is a game where you drive a bus through the desert. God, finally. Yes. From Tucson to Las Vegas. Maybe so that you can finally see that, that stink bomb and rot show you've heard so much about. Oh man, they're so great. Magic is yeah, real. Yeah, we're going to have a big road trip. 
but I also can't afford to like you know slack on my trucking. I have I have orders to fulfill. Yeah. How else will or you give my them your life savings? As it were. <laughs> That's what I'm at. <laughs> yes, this is a game where you drive that entire route in real time. This is eight hours of gameplay. Which you cannot pause. Yes. Does real life have a pause button? No. That's so true. Yes, there is nothing on the road. Nothing goes on. You can't just press the acceleration button because it veers to the right. So you have to sit there waiting for eight hours. Sometimes, if you're lucky, a bug will splat across your window. Yeah. Then you finally get to Las Vegas, and you know what happens? No one gets on your bus. No one gets off the bus. You get to watch the. You get to watch the Penn and Teller show. You get a point. Ah, oh, nice. That's just I needed good. this validation. Yeah, exactly. And then you get to turn around. And drive back to Tucson. At night this time. Yes, it gets dark. And that's it. You just go back and forth. Forever. Eight hours. And ever. And ever. And ever. Unless you slack off, causing your bus to crash because it went off the road. And then you get towed back in real time. It's like, if you're closer to your destination, you'd think it would be more productive to just get towed there. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's, That's it's what about, quitters it's do. Just, it's, it's about... It's just the, the concept of the thing, Jacob. You have to understand. You, you didn't really make the trip if that's how it ends. <laughs> mm. It's a bus. There are eight digits on the score counter, but it caps out at 99. Which would take 33 days to reach. Oh, Buses are the worst. About all of the hours I've sunk into certain video games now, just by learning about Desert <laughs> Bus. I'm like, man, I've questioned how I've gotten 100 plus hours or more or worse on certain titles that I've played. And I think that's several days of my life, but at least it wasn't spent playing, <laughs> playing a bus driving game. <laughs> Yeah, but talk about value. <laughs> yeah. I never mind. I actually do have a bus story. Oh. That how much? Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've actually told you this, Ben. Like this past hmm, March for a school trip, I was on a bus from D.C. to New York. God, that sucks. Yeah, it... <laughs> Sorry, I just. That, that could be the whole story, and I would already be like, wow, that's really rough. Yeah, I mean, this is a trip that takes, like, six hours at least, anyway. But that same day, there was a horrible nor'easter. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, you you remember this. Mm-hmm. But, so, the winds were actually the worst. And, as a result... I spent about eight hours on that bus, three of them in the same block, like literally the same Hmm. intersection, before the bus driver announced that he was going to turn around, and my group decided that we would 
spend the night in, to quote the bus driver, the middle of buttfuck nowhere, Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) We almost... That's a new one. Yes. I mean, on the bus, I was next to a guy who at one point started, who started yelling into his phone at whoever was calling them, hoping that they died slowly and painfully. Ah. I was sitting next to this person, and I was legitimately sure I was going to die. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes, we almost spent the night in a Waffle House. Okay. But Um. fortunately, we ended up just spending the night at a local fire station instead. Well, that could be... Yeah, I was... Could do worse. I was the only person sober in that building that night. <laughs> that's your mistake, to be honest. But... So that that's probably as close as I will ever get to a real life desert bus. If you had to spend <laughs> that same amount of time either in that situation or playing desert bus, which would you do? I can multitask. I... Like, why would you want to do both? <laughs> No, I mean in the sense that I can do something else while playing Desert Bus. I couldn't do something oh. else <laughs> while I was actually. I thought you meant like. I thought you meant like why choose? I'll do both at the same time. No, I'm not gonna multitask my... the nervous breakdown I had. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very so good now, point. Speaking of people who would do Desert Bus. Uh, while doing other things, something really cool actually came out of this game, besides just, you know, like, a tongue-in-cheek uh, statement about, like, the video game controversy at the time. People have turned this into a charity. Uh, more specifically, you know how, like, some people, like, run marathons or do, like, walks for things? These people torture themselves. We're gonna play video games. Yeah, they torture themselves in another way. It'll never take off. Uh, so the organization uh, Desert Bus for Hope uh, was born. Uh, you can find them at desertbus.org. Um, and basically what they do is they were created in 2007, uh, by this internet sketch comedy group, uh, Loading Ready Run. And what they do is basically for this, as long as people keep donating, they will play Desert Bus. And there's a bunch of other people hanging out kind of like internet telethon style over their Twitch stream. And if people call Uh. in and set up like donation accounts, they can like, uh, they'll auction off items that they've been given. So sometimes they're like rare collectibles of cool, like pieces of nerdy stuff, like posters that are really rare. Or like I think this year they uh, were auctioning off this really nice like dice vault for like tabletop games from uh, Wormwood. Um, and hmm. or they could just like, here, we're throwing money at you. Strange, funny people do this thing on on TV for our amusement because we're giving you money. And they're like, yeah, it's for charity. Sure, why not? <laughs> and they'll do these yeah. things uh, while one person is playing Desert Breast. Other people will call in. They'll have like celebrity guests, and it becomes a whole event. Um, this year, according to their website, uh, they bust for over 160 hours and earned over $730,000 uh, for Child's Play Charity. Uh, the yeah, charity they, have... they give toys and uh, video games to kids in hospitals, and they also support kids uh, in domestic violence support facilities. Um, and you can check that out at childsplaycharity.org. But it's really cool. Yeah, and <laughs> that's good. Yeah, stuff. in total, they've raised like over five million dollars doing this. Yeah. Boy, thanks, Penn and Teller. <laughs> now the thing is, charities are bullshit. Oh my god. 
They don't really How care do we know about if charities your money. Are really helping. How do we know if the charity's working? Like, come yeah. on. I mean, Child's Play has actually been, like, irrevocably entwined with this. There are actually a number of re-releases of Desert Boss. It's been out on mobile systems. It was recreated for the Atari 2600. It, a <laughs> VR version was released on Steam last year. Oh, I have played that. I have played it in VR. How it in VR? Oh, how was that? <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, uh, I, not to just give a bullshit answer, because if you want the fun bullshit answer to laugh a little and have a good time, uh, I was going to say, it's still bad, <laughs> so you can have your laugh now. If... <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, Mandy humored me, but Jacob didn't. There, I, I, so laughed. Okay. I laughed. I uh, laughed. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, but no, actually, it's, it, it has decent production. It still has, like, a... Pen and Teller branding, which to be honest, I did not know it was associated with the Pen and Teller product at the time. So when I played it, and there was like uh, an, an interview with them uh, that played on the radio, <laughs> well, because there was actually something playing on the radio while you drive. Oh, nice an interview with them, as I just said. I was surprised. Cause I was like, I didn't know this had to do with Pen and Teller whatsoever. So I, I thought it was just some weird like tie-in for some reason. But yeah, it's pretty much the same. You know, it's it's VR. It has fancy lights when you're getting towed. And stuff like that. Fancy lights when you get to Vegas, I'm sure. Uh, I, I I cannot answer that question, <laughs> I'm afraid. Oh. You chickened out. I do have to... I do have to this was in uh, what one may call a party uh, environment, in that there were more than one person present. Uh. So I was not going to continue to occupy the other patrons' time by playing Desert Bus you any longer. You weren't going to be the asshole friend that drinks all the soda, eats all the food, feeds <laughs> in the video games, and then sits around abusing their VR headset for eight hours. I'm the asshole friend for other See, reasons. Yeah. You gotta pick your battles, Ben. <laughs> mm, I know. <laughs> anyway, this game was just actually never released. Yeah, and not just which, I mean, because it, seems... it And not just because it's... A fundamentally unpleasant experience. <laughs> it's, I was surprised with the amount of production that went into it for an unreleased game. Yeah. I mean, you hear about these unreleased games that were pretty much almost done occasionally. Like, the only one that immediately comes to mind is Star Fox 2. Mm hmm. But. Well, that's a good example. Yeah. But you hear about it occasionally. It's not unheard of just exceedingly rare what yeah. happened to it to make it not uh be released basically well it was going to be published by absolute entertainment which have been producing stuff since 1986 and actually did some big names like boy and his blob battle tank on the nes hmm and it was associated with its in-house studio, Imagineering, which... Like the Disney Imagineers? No. This is a like the guys that did... They did Double Dragon for the Atari. They did, like, all of the Logic Simpsons games. Or the early ones, at least. They 
made a game called Ghoul School, which unfortunately seems unrelated to the Scooby-Doo made-for-TV movie of the same name. Aww. <laughs> However, in... 1995, the same year this was to be released, Absolute Entertainment went bankrupt. Should have, should have gotten more cockroaches yeah, in there, right? Yeah, they didn't have enough. They got hit by too many so, rabbits on the way in. Uh-huh. Yep. However, despite their inability to find another publisher, it appeared on the internet in 2005 thanks to review copies that were sent to journalists at the time. Yeah, wasn't it, like, Frank Cifaldi, specifically? Yeah, uh, he's, uh... With Lost yeah. Levels? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Frank Cifaldi, actually, some might know him uh, nowadays, being part of the company Digital Eclipse, who's done a couple of pretty comprehensive re-releases, like the Mega Man Legacy Collections, uh, the Disney Afternoon Collection recently, and the SNK Collection that recently yeah. came out. He's, like, a really big sort of... You could call him an I, a I'm game sure archivist or historian. I mean, his he does good work. picture on Wikipedia does have him wearing a fedora, I think. Oh, but it's... No, it's like a press hat. Is it, it's got the press pass talk, tucked into the band and everything. Is it like a fedora or is it a trilby? Because there's a distinction. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. But... Yeah, as a result... Thanks to just how it was, it got a following. And there was nothing that Penn and Teller could do because they it be like that. they were owed money. So any rights <laughs> pertaining to their do intellectual property, likenesses, and performances within the title were revoked. Oopsies. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oops. I, I know how much I've spoken about how much I love video games that mess with the intent and capabilities of the medium. Yeah. Pat and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors just feels like a crash course mm-hmm. in how to be a thoroughly unpleasant person. <laughs> Is that something that you <laughs> admire, or...? Uh... Not in this case. <laughs> like, I know that's what I built my whole aesthetic around for the past <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> but it doesn't make a good video game. Should have made a good video game. I'm, and yeah. what do you I'm, think? I mean, it's an FMV game, so it's already got those limitations. That stigma. <laughs> I just, I like the... The concept's interesting, I think. Like, I don't think in execution anything along these lines would ever work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here, let me hold the controller to show you how this works. That's just too... It's too bizarre. And I've already talked about it in the Takeshi's Challenge episode that I'm not... Because I feel like the brand of like cynical humor and the sort of Billy Obtuse gameplay style is very similar there, and I'm still not a fan of it here any more so than I was there. Yeah. Yeah. It can be... If done correctly, it can be good, but it is so hard to do correctly. Yeah, I mean, comedy games are hard. Like, a game that doesn't have substance aside from the comedy. Yeah. That's hard. You can make a good game that is also funny. Yeah. It is hard to make a funny game that is also good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm... 
of a similar like opinion. There were parts of it that I thought were really creative and kind of funny, and uh, I don't know if it's just my my lack of knowledge of what games were doing um, at that point, but I thought like it was playing with the medium with a sort of self awareness that a lot of games probably weren't or weren't yet. Yeah, uh, which is cool and like really exciting. But also, it just like content wise, um, I personally, and this is just like a personal opinion, um, their sense of humor was not always my sense of humor. So it <laughs> yeah, was, I'll say. Uh, <laughs> so it could a be lot of it is for me at times. Yeah, trick yeah. your friends and then laugh at them. Yeah, which it's, uh, it's reminds all of... me the unspoken rule in the cruel tricks for dear friends video seems to be that the biggest sucker of all is whoever bought the tape. <laughs> but um, I was, I was going to say something, but I think that's a good note to end it on, to be honest. Yeah, I honestly feel like that's the same kind of mentality in, that Smoke and Mirrors has. Like, this is a lot of effort for very little payoff. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes for a hell of a curiosity, don't it? It makes for a hell of a something. And I think it made for a hell of an episode. That was a pretty good one. Don't you think? There, there we go. Anyway, yeah. so, oh, we will. Thank you for listening to It's Symbolic. If you have anything to say, if you have a suggestion, this episode was actually a suggestion by friend of the show, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. If you have anything like that, you can contact us on Twitter at It's Symbolic PC or through email at itsymbolicpodcast at gmail.com. We are also at Instagram at itsymbolicpodcasts, where you can look at pictures and we can laugh at you for falling for looking at those pictures. <laughs> Fucking idiot, why'd you want to look at our pictures? How dare yeah. you do yeah. what I told you to do? You fool, yeah. you simpleton, you absolute moron. You're a sucker. That'll teach you for eating all of our goddamn pretzels. <laughs> but... And also, uh, let let us know uh, if you want Mandy on the next episode. Your oh. votes decide her fate. <laughs> yes. I didn't know she oh. signed the contract. Oh, man. I used my own blood, too. Yeah. Yeah, you should have. That shit's not going to come out. Trick. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yes, be sure to rate and review however you're listening. And. I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you enjoyed Mandy. Thank you again, Mandy, for appearing. Oh, well, thank and you for, for summoning thank- me out of the abyss from whence I came. Thank you next time when you're also here. <laughs> yeah. In yes. advance, so I don't have to thank you then, too. If I thank you then, that one's insincere. All right, I'll keep that <laughs> <All> in mind. <laughs> right. Anyway, I'm, I'm Jacob. I'm Ben. I forgot we're doing it in this order. <laughs> and I'm unfortunately still not Mir. Good night. <laughs> yes, join us on our next episode for our anti-literacy campaign. God, finally! Yeah. <laughs> finally someone supports me. Yes, exactly. Books are for all nerds. These years. Yes, hit the fucking oh gym. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. God, fuck nerds. Fuck reading. Fuck yeah, libraries. if you had to read to get to this episode, fuck you. Fuck you. How old do you think you are? Think you're better than us? I'm forgetting you.